Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Um, Today's meditation is from Luke chapter 9, and we will just read four verses, uh, verses 46 through 50. But one of the things we want to get to is, once again, what is Luke doing in his gospel? And one of the big things Luke is doing um, in his gospel is that Luke is trying to uh, help the people understand who Jesus is, that Jesus is the one who was prophesied about, uh, the Messianic King that David talked about, the suffering servant of Isaiah. And um, in Luke chapter 4, we have this scene where Jesus goes um, to his hometown of Nazareth, and he opens a scroll, and he reads from the passage Isaiah. And it's kind of like Jesus' um, mission statement, kind of, if you will, um, what Jesus has come to do. Uh, The Spirit of God has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, uh, the freedom for captives, release of the prisoner, uh, healing of the blind. I don't remember exactly all the words. I can read it to you. Hang on just a second. Let me, I was like, I don't want to butcher this. So where are we at? Luke chapter four. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release for the captives and recovery of sight for the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So all throughout Luke, we're going to see this kind of theme of the upside-down kingdom of Jesus, if you will. And one of the big things we need to understand is that the poor is not just like people who don't have money. But it's all the people who are kind of on the outside, uh, people who are left out of society, uh, either monetarily, either by like political systems or maybe even their own doing. Like maybe they're morally um, seem to be questionable, like the people Jesus eats with are like tax collectors, prostitutes and sinners. And so Jesus is kind of his mission statement is kind of to go and proclaim good news to those people and freedom. And really the new kind of... uh, liberation, kind of like in Exodus when the people um, were saved from slavery in Egypt. So Jesus is going to be the one who sets free the prisoners now, and that includes you and I. And so one of the things that we'll notice in our reading is that Jesus' kingdom looks a little different. And in these four verses, it has to do with how a person becomes great. 946 of Luke says, An argument arose among them as to which of them was the greatest. But Jesus, aware of their inner thoughts, took a child and put it by his side and said to him, said to them, whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For the least among all of you is the greatest. John answered, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. And we tried to stop him because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, do not stop him for for whoever is not against you is for you. 
So here we see uh, Jesus teaching um, the disciples a little bit about what it means to be great in the kingdom of God, and that is uh, to be the to be least, to allow yourself to be least. And, and I love I had a professor Steve Green who talked about it this way. He said sometimes we think what that means is um, to go last at the potluck at church, right? So that, that we're being last. And then when we get to heaven, we'll get to be first. And, and he would say, well, that's just the same system. You're just waiting. So like now I'm going to be last so that later I can be first. It, ultimately, your goal is still to be first. But what Jesus is saying is really last is where it's at. Like when you put yourself, um, when you allow yourself to be the least of these that's where true life really lies. And, and so in this um, culture, a child would probably, you know, not the word of a child would not be, hold a lot of weight. Um, you know, even in our culture, we have things like kids are supposed to be seen and not heard. Uh, but Jesus um, brings this child in front of them and says, um, if you welcome a child, you welcome me. And, uh, you know, we could t- say that about our churches, like, what are we doing to welcome the children of the world? Because children these days are growing up with a lot of hurt, um, with a lot of uh, pain, things that maybe you and I never had to deal with. Um, just the way the world is, uh, there's a lot of uh, anxiety and a lot of pain, and a lot of hurt in our children. And so what are we doing as churches and as Christians uh, to welcome children to the house of God and to, to ha- let them have a place where they know they are loved, right? Um, and then he says, whoever's least among you is the greatest. And it's, it, it's that thing of understanding that in the kingdom of God, it runs counter to everything you see, everything you hear. Uh, and, and even in the church, sometimes we get caught up in the systems of Oh, I need to be noticed. I need to be up front. I need to be, you know, we have a lot of pastors maybe who want to be celebrity pastors. I'm determined that would probably be more of a curse than a blessing. But but just the idea that the more we push ourselves out there, um, the more we find that that's not really where life is. It's it's in being least that we find true greatness. And so maybe one thing, Mother Teresa was great about this. She would always talk about just doing small things with great love. So not worrying about always having to do the big thing or be seen or noticed for doing the big thing. And what happened with Mother Teresa is she, you know, did the small things with great love and then people noticed that and it did become one big thing and it inspired other people to join her in that. This last part is an interesting thing because there's a person who's casting out demons, but he's not one of Jesus' disciples. So his disciples are like trying to stop him. And, uh, and he says, don't stop him. Forever, whoever is with us, um, is, whoever's not against you is with you. And I think maybe in the church we can learn that as well. Um, sometimes we act like even in different denominations, different groups, maybe even different like churches of the same denomination in the same town, like we're competing against each other somehow. And Jesus says, to his disciples, no, we're all doing the same thing here. As long as Christ is being glorified, as long as um, this message of freedom for people, for captives is being proclaimed, um, then realize that that person is with you. I've seen so many, like like I call them Facebook warriors, but I, I stopped this game a long time ago. I was originally, I would let it get under my skin and then I would reply but I decided to stop the Facebook warrior game because I'm like, 
when onlookers look at this, it's like we we are all in the same tribe here and we're arguing uh, and, and treating each other poorly often um, and realize this idea that, hey, we're on the same team. So today, uh, encouragement for you, maybe uh, go out and do some small things with great love and realize that anybody who's working towards the same end, that is the freedom that can be found in Christ, is your brother, is your sister. Uh, the little details that we get caught up in sometimes probably aren't as important as we make them and may even be a hindrance to the witness that we have uh, to others outside of the Christian faith. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning. I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.